Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Hey, hey, y'all, what is going on? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. It is Wednesday, March 16th. We are recording episode 57 here of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the Xander's Facts Podcast, if you want to support the Xander's Facts Podcast, if you think you're going to like the facts on this week's episode, and we got a ton of facts for you. Remember, click the follow button on this podcast, download this episode, rate the podcast, review the podcast, then go follow on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z, and most importantly, tell all your friends, spread the facts, Xander's Facts Podcast. Go listen to any of our past episodes, like last week, we had a bunch of Champ Week facts for college basketball's conference championships. Those are over. It's NCAA tournament time. We're going to talk about that this week. But if you've missed any of our past episodes, like last week when we also had Dr. Bobby on for Ukraine, we talked a bunch about that. Get the latest info. Go check those podcasts out. Go check out YouTube because Xander's Facts episodes are now going to be on YouTube. Check that out and then subscribe to Xander's Weekend Facts, our weekly newsletter that comes out every Sunday morning. Really? Those links are in this episode's description along with the link tree, which has all the Xander's Facts links Check those out. This week, we are talking hoops. Finally, it is March. March Madness is here. Oh my gosh. It's going to be incredible. And the NCAA tournament begins Tuesday this week. So it's already happened, the first four. But the big tournament starts on Thursday for the men. And I cannot wait. It is going to be awesome. So our once a year annual tradition, we bring in Andrew for the bracket reveal of Xander, myself, and Andrew. We're going to unveil our brackets on this podcast. We've got a ton of facts. Andrew brought a ton of facts. Nice try, buddy. To the podcast. We're going to give you our picks for each game, including our final four picks and our national champions. It's going to be fun. We had a ton of fun recording. We recorded this back on Monday, so we didn't know any of the results of the first four games that were on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. So we came into this before any of the games were played and unveiled our picks for our brackets. So here we go. If you need some help on your brackets, you come to the right place. Xander's Facts exclusive bracket unveiling. Here we go. As we continue on the Xander's Facts podcast. Xander's Facts. Welcome back to the Xander's Facts Podcast, episode 57. It is our exclusive March Madness bracket reveal with our special guest who only comes on for the special occasion once a year. He did it last year. He's back this year. Andrew is back on the podcast. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing incredible because it is first round week of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. It is incredible. We are going to talk about that this week on the podcast, and we are going to give our exclusive picks for our brackets, because I don't know if you know this, but last year, before any games have been played, debatable, I chose as my national champion, Baylor. Guess who won the championship? Baylor. They were my only final four team that I picked correctly, but they still won it. So you might want to pay attention. So let's do a little quick introduction before we get to our picks. The tournament officially begins on Tuesday. So before this podcast comes out, but it's the first four, which is Tuesday and Wednesday, the big games, the first round begins on Thursday and Friday. And the second round is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And the next weekend is the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. And the next weekend is the Final Four and the National championship and the final four takes place saturday april 2nd national championship game is on monday april 4th and this season marks a return to normal for the tournament because the tournament was canceled in 2020 so sad and then last year it only took place in the state of indiana this year it's back all over the country all the crazy places and it's going to be awesome and all of the games in the tournament this year air on cbs tbs tnt and true tv 
The Final Four this year airs on TBS. And the bracket was set on Sunday. That was Selection Sunday. So now it is time for myself and Andrew to exclusively unveil our brackets, which you might want to follow. If you need some help, we gotcha. Let's do it. Here on the Xander's Facts Podcast. Let's start out with the first four games, which begin on Tuesday. The first game is the 16 matchup, Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Battle of Texas in Dayton, Ohio. That game is Tuesday, 640 on True TV. Texas Southern beat Alcorn State in the SWAC Championship. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders beat Southeastern Louisiana in the Southland Championship. I've got Texas Southern winning that game and moving on to the first round against Kansas. Who you got, Andrew? Yeah, I also had Texas Southern winning. I, I don't, I've never even heard of Texas A&M. CC. Corpus so. Christi. The Islanders. Indiana takes on Wyoming. That's those are 12 seeds on Tuesday at 9-10 on True TV. Indiana only fell by three points in the Big Ten semifinals to Iowa. Wyoming fell to Boise State in Mountain West Conference semifinals. I've got Indiana winning that game and facing St. Mary's in the first round. I also had Indiana winning that game. They're looking, they're looking hot at the end of the season. Trace Jackson was going off in the semifinal. Those two games take place before this podcast comes out. So you'll already know who won. We don't. You dummy. Bryant plays Wright State. Those are 16 seeds Wednesday at 640 on True TV. Bryant won the Northeastern Conference Championship and Wright State won the Horizon Championship by one point against Northern Kentucky. So I've got Bryant winning, moving on to face Arizona. I had Wright State playing, or I mean, I had Wright State winning and going against Arizona. It doesn't seem like it's really going to matter too much, though. No. <laughs> and then the final first four game is Notre Dame and Rutgers, probably going to be the best game. Those are 11 seeds Wednesday at 9-10 on True TV. Notre Dame was the two seed in the ACC, but they lost in the quarterfinals to the Hokies. Rutgers lost by 10 points, though, in the Big Ten quarterfinals to Iowa. I've got Rutgers winning and moving on to face Alabama. Wow, I had Notre Dame. Notre Dame, on off- offensively, they were looking really good against... Virginia Tech, but I mean, Virginia Tech was just making all of their shots Two two kind of hot teams. But those games don't really matter in our brackets. <laughs> yeah. What does matter is what we've got right now. Follow along, get your brackets out because we are going down the brackets. We have got our picks. We are going to start in the West region with the first round. Gonzaga is the one seed. Once again, they take on the 16th seed, the champion of the Sun Belt, Georgia State. Thursday, 4.15 on TNT. This is not going to be close, and I think you agree with me, Andrew. Gonzaga's going to win. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. Duh. Boise State, the eighth seed, takes on Memphis in the ninth seed, though that game is Thursday at 1.45 on TNT. Memphis has been one of the hottest teams recently. I think they don't have Imani Bates, but they have Jalen Duren. He has done it all for the Tigers. They rank fifth of the country in offensive rebounds. Boise State are the champions of the Mountain West, but I do not think... They are going to beat the Americans runner up. I got Memphis moving on. I also had Memphis moving on. They've been hotter without Imani Bates. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. The 512 matchup is Yukon and New Mexico State Thursday at 650 on TNT. I could see the Huskies getting upset here. I don't think it's going to happen, though. The Aggies of New Mexico State are a good shooting team, and they haven't lost by more than four points since mid-January, but I'm going to go with Yukon. Yeah, I was also going with UConn. So the winner of that game will play the 413 winner, Arkansas and Vermont. Arkansas is the four seed. Vermont's the 13 seed. That game Thursday, 920 on TNT. I've been high on Arkansas all season. They were my preseason champion. How'd that go? But I don't think so anymore. There's cause for concern. The Hogs have struggled on the perimeter. They are extremely talented, though, and they are a definitely an experienced team. Vermont's going to be a popular upset pick, though. They are top 10 in the nation in points per possession and effective field goal percentage. But I do have Arkansas winning this game. Yeah, I also had Arkansas winning. I wasn't saying I don't think the upset was going to happen, especially against Arkansas, a good SEC team. Another SEC team, Alabama, the sixth seed faces Rutgers or Notre Dame. The 11th seed, that's the first four matchup. That game is Friday, 415 on TNT. Alabama have only won 50% of their last 10 games, including an embarrassing loss to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. Plus, they have not shot the ball well. 
Rutgers, I think, is going to advance over Notre Dame. They're going to be coming off a first four game, but I think they should handle a struggling Bama squad. I've got Rutgers winning in that game. Well, you know, I had Notre Dame winning that game against Alabama. With the bracket stuff, that doesn't really matter. We both picked the team against Alabama. So Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The third seed in the West is Texas Tech. They face the 14th seed, the champions of the Big Sky, Montana State, Friday at 145 on TNT. Texas Tech, they have a first-year head coach, Mark Adams. They have had a tremendous year. They just fell to Kansas in the Big 12 championship game, but they need to be ready for the Bobcats of Montana State. They're an excellent offensive team, but I've got Texas Tech in this game. I also had Texas Tech in this game. I mean, they just played in the one of the best conferences finals, and they held their ground pretty well until – I think it was like until like the very end where Kansas just pulled away. The seventh seed in the West is Michigan State. They face the 10 seed Davidson Friday at 940 p.m. on CBS. Davidson rank in the top 20 in points per possession, effective field goal percentage and turnover percentage. Whoa. They can score the ball and they don't turn it over very often, but so can Michigan State, but not at the rate of Davidson. 10 seeds are five and two against seven seeds in the last two tournaments. How about that? Davidson's going to win. Ooh, I have Michigan State. Mm. Michigan State has also been really hot recently. They have, but I mean. And then the first round wraps up with Duke and CS Fullerton, the 15th seed, the champion of the Big West Friday, 7-10 on CBS. Of course, they're going to put that game in the prime spot. Duke, Coach K, you know, his final NCAA tournament. But that begins with what should be a simple matchup. Duke is going to roll. Yeah, they're going to destroy them. But I, <laughs> I think they're just having that as like the main game, just because any game could be his last game. Absolutely. So now let's go to the second round, which will be played on Saturday and Sunday this week. Gonzaga and Memphis. Both of us have that in the second round. Who do you have? I have Gonzaga <laughs> rolling past Memphis. All right. Well. I'm just going to say this Gonzaga team is not as talented as last season. I'll say that Chet Holmgren has not played up to, I think what he's been hyped up as. And the Zags have struggled in some of the, some of their games because of it, especially in the West coast conference. As I said, Memphis is hot. If Jalen Duran is going, he can take over any game. He could be the best player in that game, including this one. Not many are going to tell you this, but I've got Memphis as a second weekend team, and I've got Memphis beating Gonzaga. What? Oh, boy. Upset alert. Yeah, that's going to, oh, boy. We'll see what happens there. The next game is UConn and Arkansas, the 5v4. Andrew, who you got? Arkansas. I feel like it's not even going to be too hard, to, to be honest. I do, too. I think you're really high on Arkansas, which I'm trying to be, but I don't know. I think UConn's going to be tough. I think that'll be a close game, though. I feel like Arkansas, they haven't been as good as the end of the year especially like from what they were like closer to the beginning and like the middle of the season. At one point they were like getting blown out by Tennessee this year, but they came back, but they still lost. They didn't do too well in the SEC tournament, did they? No, they didn't. They lost to A&M, but you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the next game is the 11 seed. We've, I've got Rutgers, you've got Notre Dame against Texas Tech, the third seed. Yeah, I had. Texas Tech winning this game. I do as well. I think when they play Rutgers, they just don't have any noticeable advantage over Texas Tech. Texas Tech's defensive efficiency is 89.7. That is like insane. Jeez. And their opponents average less than 60 points per game. Their defense is amazing. Texas Tech should roll. I think against Notre Dame, it actually like won't be like too much of a blowout, though. I feel like it'll actually be pretty close. Just as long as Notre Dame shoots well. So then the 10v2 matchup, you've got the 7v2, Michigan State and Duke. Yeah, I had Duke winning this game. Even though they didn't do too good in the finals against Virginia Tech, they've still been, like, especially throughout the ACC tournament, they were doing well in those two games against Miami and Syracuse. So I've got Davidson against Duke, and I've got Duke winning. I think that they could be in some trouble, though, if they don't clamp down on defense because Davidson shoots 39% from deep, 75% from the free throw line. But I think Palo Bancaro, Wendell Moore Jr., I think the Duke boys should roll over the Wildcats. And the two seeds have won nine of their last 10 
over the 10 seeds. So I got the two seed. That was a fact. So let's move on to the sweet 16. You've got Gonzaga in Arkansas, but I've got Memphis in Arkansas. This game is going to be played next week. Memphis may be hot, but they have got a really young team. And the experience of Arkansas is probably going to be the deciding factor. I think Arkansas's defense is going to clamp down, and I think they're going to get an easy win to move on to the Elite Eight. So, yeah, I Gonzaga against Arkansas, and I picked Gonzaga to win this game too. I feel like, I don't know, I just have like a gut feeling that Gonzaga is going to do pretty decent in this tournament. Okay, well, the other Sweet 16 matchup I've got, we both have, is Texas Tech and Duke. Texas Tech, as I said, has tremendous defense. They also have experience too. Because they have that first year head coach in Mark Adams, but he was Chris Beard's assistant at Texas Tech. So all the players who were in the portal when Chris Beard left came back when Mark Adams became the head coach because he's been there. So they've got a lot of experience. Duke has the talent, though, and the coach who's done it all. I think this is going to be an amazing matchup, but I have got Duke winning they shoot 37 percent from deep and i think that's what's going to get them past the red raiders i had texas tech winning this game oh boy against duke duke's a really young team and especially having the pressure of any game being coach k's last game ever i feel like that could get to them and plus texas Tech's just been rolling they have i could have gone either way on that game that's really close and then the elite eight game I've got Arkansas and Duke, but Andrew, who do you have? Gonzaga and Texas Tech. Who you got winning? Texas Tech. Stinger. A shocker over Gonzaga. Wow. I don't know. I just feel like they'll do really well on defense. And if Texas Tech like shoots the ball well, adding that plus their defense against Gonzaga, who's also young, except for like Drew Timmy and some other dudes, I feel like it'll do really well against Gonzaga. So I've got Arkansas and Duke in the Elite Eight. I think that Duke is going to win. I like Arkansas, but they struggle shooting from deep at times. And that has that's what got them earlier in the season. They've gotten better, but it's what hurt them in the SEC tournament against AM. So I've got Duke. I think watching Palo Bancaro, they did not do well against Virginia Tech, but he really when he was on, he dominated. And, you know, he's going to be the best player on the floor against Arkansas. So I got Duke. Yeah, Paolo Bancaro, like in the championship game, he was just rolling past him. He was. That spoon move gets them every time. But they lost. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Reese's. All right, so that's one region down. We've got three to go. Let's go over to the East region, back to the first round. That is the bottom left quadrant of your bracket. If you are following along, Baylor is the first seed. They take on the 16th seed, repping the Commonwealth of Virginia, Norfolk State, the champions of the MEAC for the second straight year. How about that? However, this year is going to have the same result as the last year. They are going to lose to a one seed. Baylor is going to win. That game is Thursday, 2 o'clock on TBS. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's all you need. So the 8-9 matchup is North Carolina and Marquette. That game is Thursday, 4.30 on TBS. Marquette has Shaka Smart as their coach. First year, he's turned the Golden Eagles into a top 25 program already in his first year in Milwaukee. But if Carolina can get hot, as we saw against Duke, as they were to end the regular season, they can beat anybody. And I think I expect a decent tournament from an experienced Tar Heels team. So I've got North Carolina. I also have North Carolina. I feel like just that game against Virginia Tech was very unlucky for them. What did they go like three for like 27 mm-hmm. from three? And they can really shoot it when they're on. So I feel like they can just, they can literally be any team when they can shoot well. And I think they will be. I think they'll be on. The 5 12 matchup is St. Mary's at Indiana. Indiana is that 12 seed first four matchup. They, it could be Wyoming, but we've both got Indiana. That game is Thursday, 7 20 on TBS. St. Mary's actually beat Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference this season. If you didn't remember, they just couldn't do it in the conference championship game. But this is a really good defensive team that needs their defense because their offense can definitely struggle. I've got Indiana beating Wyoming in the first four, but I just don't see the Hoosiers coming over to the West Coast. That game's going to be on the West Coast and beating St. Mary's. So I've got St. Mary's. I have an upset. I have Indiana winning. Spitting the truth. Even though Trace Jackson is only a sophomore, I feel like if he can really play and there are other shooters like Miller Cobb, if they can get going, 
then they're a really good team. And I feel like they can beat St. Mary's. Okay. The 413 matchup is UCLA and Akron Thursday at 950 on TBS. UCLA is looking to repeat last year's final four run with a team that ranks fourth in the country in turnover percentage. They are experienced from last season's run and the pieces are here and they're playing Akron. who's a decent shooting team, but UCLA is going to win. Yeah, that's all I got to say. UCLA, I mean, they have like everybody back from last year's tournament run. Mm-hmm. The 6-11 game, though. Before we get into this, can we just take a moment to congratulate the Virginia Tech Hokies on their first ever ACC tournament championship? Congratulations. Oh, boy. It was, it was just incredible. I mean, I can't believe it. The Hokies, they didn't joke. It was incredible. Yeah. And... They did, if they didn't have that buzzer beater, then they wouldn't have yeah, won it. Yeah, and that's, that's the crazy Maddox. thing, too. They didn't have the buzzer beater in the second round against Clemson. They would not have been there. Holy yeah, cow. It's funny how it just, like, progressively got, like, a bigger a bigger win. It, it did. They got their biggest win ever against Duke, 15 points. They got their biggest win over Carolina since the 40s. These are facts. And the committee ranked Virginia Tech 46th or 47th. So if they had not won that game, it's probably 99% chance they would not have been in the tournament. Oklahoma didn't make it. Oklahoma didn't. Texas A&M didn't because the the committee. Yeah, SMU. Because the committee, like, didn't pay attention to the conference tournaments. Like, they only put Virginia Tech in because they won. Like, that's a stupid thing. Why are you going to have the conference tournaments if the committee's not going to care about the games? But that's... Exactly. They were doing... One of the they're hot, one of the hottest teams in the country right yeah. now. Like that, if if Virginia Tech had had a close loss to Duke and they would have been left out, like riots, that'd be riots. Okay, what are you talking about? But anyway, six eleven matchup is Texas and Virginia Tech Friday at four thirty on TBS. This I think might be the most commonly chosen upset of the first round, even though it probably shouldn't be an upset because Virginia Tech is woefully. Underseated, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Texas is not playing like a six. Virginia Tech's playing their best basketball. Texas, they've been a bit of a disappointment this year in Chris Beard's first season as their head coach. They've got a highly regarded group of transfers. They haven't lived up to expectations, though. Their defense is excellent, though. They're top fifteen in the nation in opponent points per possession and opponent turnover percentage, but their offense has not kept up. And since 2010, 11 seeds are 23 and 21 against six seeds. So you know where I'm going with the Hokies. Yeah, I also had the Hokies. Don't, doesn't Texas have Marcus Carr? Yes. He's a transfer from Minnesota, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like one of the best guards in the country this year. And they started off as like the fifth seed or the fifth ranked team in the country. And they just haven't lived up to it. And they just lost to TCU in Kansas. I mean, Kansas is a good team, but TCU is isn't as good. But, yeah, I think Virginia Tech's just way too hot. The Hokies. First round is number three, Purdue, and number 14, Yale. That game is Friday, 2 o'clock on TBS in the West. The Boilermakers may have just fallen in the Big Ten title game, but their tandem of Jaden Ivey and Zach Eady is definitely impressive to watch. Purdue is top 10 in the nation in points per possession, effective field goal percentage, and offensive rebound percentage. So I think they're going to beat the champions of the Ivy League. Yale, Purdue will win. Yeah, there's no doubt for me. And then a 7-10 matchup, which might be interesting. Thursday, 940 on CBS. Murray State is the seventh seed. San Francisco is the 10th seed. I love this Murray State team. They have an offensive efficiency of 121.5, which is one of the highest in the country. They average nearly 80 points per game and 37 points in the paint. That's a lot of facts. And the Ohio Valley Conference, which is a good conference. San Francisco did a really good job this season, though, to get into the tournament as an at-large team from the West Coast Conference. But I've got the racers racing past the Dons. I don't know what Dons is, but Murray State's going to win. I have Murray State. I mean, you can't really argue with the record. 30 and 2, 80 points per game. I mean, San Francisco was close. And Murray State didn't even lose a conference game. They're rolling. So then the 215 matchup, last one in the East, is Kentucky and St. Peter's Thursday at 710 on CBS. The Wildcats are back after a pretty bad campaign last year. They are led by veteran Oscar Deshibwe, 
The Cats are third in the country in offensive rebound. They should have a field day with the St. Peter's Peacocks. Kentucky will win the game. Yeah, no doubt. I wish the Peacocks could make an upset, though. That'd be pretty cool. The Peacocks. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky's also getting 80 points per game, and uh, St. Peter's getting 67. It's a big difference. Gash facts. So let's move over to the weekend, the second round. I've got Baylor and North Carolina. Both of us have that. Who do you got? I chose an upset. I chose North Carolina. And I did as well. Oh? Yeah, that game is going to be Sunday. Baylor is the most vulnerable one seed, I think, and for good reason. They lost their starting center, Jonathan Chamwachachua, whose name is very hard to spell and pronounce. (laughs) But you know his name because he was a part of that national championship team last year. They have not looked the same since, though. Baylor can beat you in several ways. But again, when Carolina's hot, I don't think they can be beat. UNC has a 7% advantage shooting free throws. I think that's going to prove crucial. So I've got two number one seeds getting knocked out in the second round. That's happening. Carolina is going to beat Baylor. Like, just look at the game against Duke, and you would you would understand because they were shooting the ball really well that game, and they scored 94 points against a pretty good defensive team. So then I've got St. Mary's and UCLA as that 5-4 matchup. Who do you got? I have Indiana and UCLA, and I chose UCLA because, I, I mean, tournament UCLA, just look at what happened last year, and they have all their guys back. They just lost to Arizona, who's one of the best defensive teams in the country. And they barely lost to him, too. Arizona had to make a comeback in that Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Arizona, I think, is really hot. So I have St. Mary's and UCLA. That game is going to be Sunday. One number that stands out for St. Mary's, their opponents only average 60 and a half points per game. For an up-and-down team like UCLA, that could prove to be trouble. But the Bruins have a solid defensive team, and if St. Mary's turns the ball over and they get cold they are going to lose. So I've got UCLA advancing to the Sweet 16. All right, second round matchup. Both of us have Virginia Tech and Purdue. That game is going to be Sunday. I have an upset. (laughs) Really? Virginia Tech. Yeah. And why is that? Well, I feel like when they go against Purdue, they're going to do the same thing that they they did against Baycott on North Carolina for Edie because he's just going to be a powerhouse against six foot nine Aluma. So they're probably going to send another person to double team with them. And their main two players will have, will probably have Couture who's a extremely good defender guard um, Ivy. And I think yeah. that'll just work. And per, so I've got Virginia tech winning that game too. Purdue struggles defending the perimeter. Oh. So I, if Virginia tech gets hot, you know, but if Couture per, does what he does. Yeah. But, 31 points but Purdue can get hot too but I think you've got a guy like Couture who's a really good defensive guard as you said on Ivy and that really is going to hurt Purdue so I've got the Hokies they're hot and I think inside when you've got Edie I know he's 7-3 but you've got Mutz and Aluma and the passing they were doing inside against Carolina and Duke he's not going to be able to stop that it was incredible like no one can stop that they were doing inside so I've got yeah, I've got Virginia Tech Sweet 16. Are you sure? So next game is the 7v2. Both of us have this. Murray State and Kentucky. That game's also Sunday. I had Kentucky winning this because I thought Chibwe, what's he getting? Like 15 rebounds a game? Something like that, yeah. He's an extreme powerhouse in the paint. And they have they have decent guards who I think will do the job for Kentucky in that game. I told you I love Murray State. But here's a fact. Both Murray State and Kentucky reside in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but they have never played in men's college basketball. They've never played. That's a fact. The Racers, I think, though, are built to take down Kentucky. K.J. Williams and Tevin Brown, they were freshmen in 2019 when Murray State had John Morant, and they made that run in the tournament. They're upperclassmen now, and I think they could take down Kentucky. Kentucky can match up with anyone offensively, especially in the post. But Murray State is a sneaky good defensive team. They've got a 95.4 defensive efficiency rating. So I've got Murray State, the racers from Murray, Kentucky, winning the first ever matchup with Kentucky. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think it will, too. I think I think that is absolutely a game where you could see one of those buzzer beaters go down. Oh, yeah, true. If anybody hits a buzzer beater, though, I think it would be Murray State. 
That's the second round. Sweet 16 matchups. I've got Carolina and UCLA. I think we both have that one. These games are going to be played next week. Carolina is a big team. Like size-wise, they're a big team. But UCLA can match them in the size department, I think. So when Carolina gets hot, they can shoot themselves into the championship. But I think so can UCLA. The difference I've got, though, UCLA is much more consistent on offense. So I'm going to take the Bruins in a battle of old blue bloods and the four seeds, UCLA is the four seed. They have won their last two matchups against eight seeds. I'll make it through UCLA. I had North Carolina winning this game. Ooh. I really just think North Carolina had an unlucky game against Virginia Tech. And I think they're going to bounce back really strong in this tournament. So, yeah, I think they're going to beat UCLA, even though I think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah. And the thing I feel like is Carolina in the last few years has really disappointed me in my brackets because I've always picked Carolina to go far and they always get out in like the first or second round. So, I'm, yeah, but I've got UCLA. So then my other sweet 16 matchup is Virginia Tech and Murray State. You've got Kentucky, Andrew. That's next week. It's the Battle of Frank Beamer. How about that? Because Murray State is where Frank Beamer was first coaching before he got back to Blacksburg. But these two teams have only played once. Murray State won it by three points in 2001. And I think like Purdue, Murray State's one of those few teams who can hang with the Hokies when they then the Hokies are hot. I think if Virginia Tech actually makes it this far, my bracket's probably going to be like completely screwed. So I'm just going to be rooting for my school. But my basketball knowledge, if it's not, if my bracket's not, so my basketball knowledge wants me to take Murray State and my knowledge that the Hokies could choke. So I'm going with Murray State. Terrible. Yeah, I also went against the Hokies in this one. I went with Kentucky. I just feel like, Virginia Tech's going to choke against Kentucky because it's an SEC school and it's a big name school. And I feel like they don't usually do good against big name schools. So then the Elite Eight Regional Final, I've got UCLA and Murray State. I have got Murray State. Murray State's going to the Final Four. I got Murray State because I think they can just shoot the lights out. UCLA, they have not been as consistent on offense Their defense is pretty good. But as I said, Murray State's a sneaky good defensive team. If they can clamp down on UCLA, I think Murray State can go to the Final Four. I have North Carolina playing Kentucky, and I have North Carolina winning this game. I feel like the battle with Armando Baycott and Chibwe is going to be extremely good to watch. But I feel like North Carolina also has better guards than Kentucky does. And I feel like when they're – if they start shooting well – then it's going to be over because Armando Baycott will just keep getting rebounds in the paint, even over Shibuya, I think. So, yeah, I think North Carolina is going to win. So there you go. We are halfway done with our brackets. We've got the West and the East done. We need the South and the Midwest. We've got those left to go, those two regions. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, the rest of our brackets and our final four picks right now, you won't want to miss it. That is coming up as the Xander's Facts Podcast continues. Xander's spreading lies. Xander's Facts Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We are halfway through our exclusive bracket unveilings for Xander, myself, and Andrew, who only comes on once a year just to do our bracket unveiling. So we're halfway through. We've done the East and the West regions. We need the South and the Midwest, and then we got our final four picks. But before we do that, I've got a little fact here for you that I just found, Andrew, that you might find this interesting. Tell me, tell me. The best winning percentage among major conference teams since February 1st, Arizona is first to have a .938 winning percentage. Second is Virginia Tech, .867. Oh, wow. And third is Tennessee, .857 Villanova's fourth point eight four six those are the teams that are hot all right so we are halfway down let's go to the south region let's begin with the first seed arizona they are taking on the 16th seed coming out of the first four i've got bryant you've got Wright state but i've got arizona winning that game handily over bryant that game is friday 7 27 p.m on true tv yeah I have Arizona winning. I feel like Wright State might not even get like 40 points. I feel like they're going to blow them out. So the 8-9 matchup in the South is Seton Hall and TCU. That game is Friday, 9.57 on True TV. 
And I was like going back and forth between these two teams in this game. This was truly a toss up. The Pirates of Seton Hall, I think, have an edge in defense. TCU really doesn't do anything exceptional except rebounding. Seton Hall's won six of the last seven games, but only one of those teams was against the team in the tournament, Creighton. And in that time frame, TCU beat Texas Tech, Kansas, and Texas. So I got TCU. I also have TCU. I was looking at all those those games that they've won, especially recently, and they've all been good games. So, yeah. Then TCU, did they just lose to Kansas in the tournament? Was it uh, them? I don't know. Well, yeah, if it was, I mean, they're still they're still a pretty hot team. So I think that TCU won. The 5-12 matchup is Houston and UAB. That game is Friday, 9-20 on TNT. UAB, University of Alabama-Birmingham, is a tremendous offensive basketball team. They shoot 38% from deep. They average 14 fast break points per game, and they shoot 74% from the stripe. Free throws. That's a lot of numbers. Houston have not had a quad one win all year until they beat Memphis in the tournament final of the American Athletic Conference. This is a quad one game because UAB is higher than 50 in the net rankings and they are playing on a neutral four. So I've got Jordan Walker getting it done for the Blazers. UAB in the upset. I also had UAB. Very nice. Because they're an extremely good offensive team. And still, I don't think Houston's going to do that well against UAB. I feel like they're not going to match the offensive presence. The 4-13 matchup is Illinois and Chattanooga in the South. Friday at 6.50 on TNT is that game. Two upsets right next to each other in the bracket. I don't know. But the mocks, the mocks from Chattanooga, from the SoCon, are on pace with Illinois in effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, and offensive and defensive efficiency advanced metrics. Last year, as a one-seed, Illinois got smacked by Loyola. This year, as a four-seed, I think they get smacked by Chattanooga in the first round. The SoCon player of the year, Malachi Smith, is going to give the mocks their first tourney dub since 1997. Chattanooga. Yeah, I think a lot of people had those two upsets right beside each other. And I do too. I think Chattanooga is also going to get the upset against Illinois. I mean, Illinois also just lost to Indiana in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. And I feel like Chattanooga is just going to do really well this game. And they're not as talented as they were last year either. No, because last year they had the Sumnu. So the 6-11 matchup is Colorado State and Michigan. That game is Thursday, 12-15 on CBS. That's the first first-round game, Thursday at 12-15. But let me just say, Michigan is 17-14. and 14. They should not be in the tournament. And they, were, they weren't even in the first four. They weren't even in the last four in. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Plus, their coach likes to punch people. They're 2-7 and seven against top 25. So, I'm not a big Michigan fan right now. Colorado State is actually a good team, though. They're top 31 in the nation in points per possession, effective field goal percentage, and turnover percentage. So, I like the Rams to ram through to the second round. I got Colorado State. That was terrible. I also have Colorado State. And I don't even think Michigan... I don't even think they deserve to be in the tournament. I think Texas A&M definitely deserves a spot over them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the committee doesn't look at the turn conference tournaments, which is the stupidest thing ever. Tennessee and Longwood in the 314 matchup Thursday, 245 on CBS. Also repping the Commonwealth of Virginia from Farmville, the Longwood yeah. Lancers. They are sixth in the country in three-point shooting, but I don't think it's going to be enough against the champion of the SEC. Last year was the first time that a 14 seed beat a three seed since 2016, but not this year because Tennessee is going to win. Yeah, Tennessee is one of the hottest teams in the country. So I think they're just going to roll past Longwood. The 7-10 matchup is Ohio State and Loyola Chicago. That's Friday at 12-15 on CBS, the first game on Friday. EJ Lydell leads Ohio State in points, rebounds, and blocks for a team that has lost four out of their last five games. But Loyola's Sweet 16 run last year was as an eight seed. This year, they're a 10 seed. They're experienced, and they only allow 62 points per game. So I got Sister Jean, Loyola Chicago. I feel like we have a lot of upsets together because I also have Loyola Chicago winning this. I think it's going to be a crazy because, well, the thing is, last year you had two clear-cut teams, Baylor and Gonzaga. This year, I think it's just wide open, and I think there's going to be a ton of upsets. Yeah, Loyola Chicago, I feel like they're just tournament team. 
feel like they always do well in the tournament ever since that one final four run. They live for March, Sister Jean. All right, so then wrapping up the South first round is the 2-15 Villanova and Delaware. That game is Friday at 2.45 on CBS. Let's just say Villanova's probably going to have an easy time in the first round. The Blue Hens, champions of the Colonial, are not going to bring much trouble for the champs of the Big East, Villanova. Yeah. So that's the first round. Let's move on to the second round. Arizona and TCU is who I've got. Andrew, who you got? Arizona versus TCU. I have Arizona winning because Arizona is the hottest team in the country, according to that stat you brought up. And their defense is insane. They have the defensive player of the year on their team. And I think that they're just going to shut TCU down. So these second round games are going to be this weekend. TCU can be the top teams, but I don't think they can put together back-to-back impressive performances. So I've got Arizona beating TCU. In the second round, we both have 12 v. 13, UAB and Chattanooga. Who you got? I have UAB beating Chattanooga because UAB, like we were talking about, is a very good offensive team. And I think they're much better offensively than Chattanooga and even probably a better defensive team than Chattanooga. So I think they'll beat them pretty easily. I've got UAB as well. That 12-13 second-round matchup, that's got two high-octane offensive teams. But I like UAB because they shoot the ball at a higher percentage and they can dominate inside. I think the mocks, Chattanooga's going to have a tough time with Illinois, and they're probably not going to have much left for UAB. So I got UAB. 6-3, v Colorado State and Tennessee. I have Tennessee winning. Again, Tennessee's one of the hottest teams in the country. They've been beating every team they've been playing against. And I feel like Colorado state won't be different. Yeah. I think Colorado state does a good job limiting turnovers on offense, but Tennessee averages over nine steals per game. So something's got to give there. And I think Tennessee's defense is going to step up. Santiago Viscovi and Kennedy Chandler are the guys that Tennessee needs to step up. And I think they will. I think Tennessee is going to be Colorado state. So then 10 V two Loyola, Chicago and Villanova. Well, I already basically gave it up who I was going to pick, and I picked Loyola Chicago. Oh, boy. Sure about that? Picked the Sister Jean upset because, you know, why not? (laughs) That's all I got to say for that one. (laughs) I think I had that last night. I was making my bracket last night, but I changed it today. We're recording this on Monday to Villanova. Loyola is not going to make the Sweet 16 like they did last year because they're playing a team led by Colin Gillespie. Like Colorado State, Villanova does not turn the ball over. They shoot 82% from the free throw line. Loyola has a good defense, though, that could force Villanova into some mistakes, but they don't make very many mistakes. But they are not as good shooting the ball as Villanova, so I've got Villanova. That's the second round. So, Sweet 16 regional semifinals. I've got Arizona and UAB. I believe you do as well. Those are going to be next week. And I'm just going to say to UAB, I'm sorry, but your run-ins here because Arizona is top 12 in the country in points per possession, effective field goal percentage, and offensive rebound percentage. Their defense isn't bad either. The sharp shooting of UAB is not going to be any match for Arizona. I've got Arizona. A one seed has never lost to a 12 seed. It's the truth. 20-0, and 0, make it 21-0. and 0. Yep. I also picked Arizona beating UAB. I mean, very good defensive team. And by the stats, an extremely good offensive team. I mean, 85 points per game, 18 and two in conference play, 31 and three in general. I mean, I feel like though it would actually be like kind of a close game, but I think Arizona won. Oh, yeah. So the other Sweet 16 matchup I've got is Tennessee and Villanova, which is going to be next week. Champions of the SEC, champions of the Big East. I think the champions of the SEC are going to prove too much. So I've got Tennessee over Villanova heading to the Elite Eight. Yep, I have Tennessee beating Loyola Chicago going into the Elite Eight just because Tennessee is a a powerhouse right now. All right, so in the Elite Eight, I think we've both got the 1v3 Arizona and Tennessee. I have not watched much Arizona basketball, I got to say, because they're, you know, Pac-12 out West. But they're 31-3. and I think they're pretty good. Their head coach, and this has been a remarkable run, because their head coach, Tommy Lloyd, this is his first year in Arizona. 
He was Mark Few's assistant for like 20 years up at Gonzaga. This is his first time being a college head coach. So Arizona's been rolling. I like Tennessee, but I don't think they're going to beat Arizona. I got Arizona winning and moving on to the final four. Yep, I agree. I think Arizona's going to just powerhouse through Tennessee. Actually, no, not powerhouse, but I think it's going to be a close game. But I think Arizona's going to – their offense is just going to do their thing. They're going to have shooters. And I think that they'll be able to stop Tennessee's offense too. All right. So we've both got Arizona moving on from the South. We've got one more region left, the Midwest. And the number one seed in the Midwest is Kansas, who are taking on first four winner, who I believe is going to be Texas Southern champions of the SWAC. Andrew, who you got? I have Kansas. Yeah, that game is Thursday, 9.57 p.m. on True TV. And yeah, you don't need to stay up for it. So the 8v9 matchup in the Midwest is San Diego State and Creighton. That game is Thursday, 727 on True TV. And you might want to watch this one. Who you got? I have Creighton beating San Diego State because did you see the Creighton-Providence game? Jeez. Creighton went on like a 31-2 to run or something like that. Get that out of here. And Creighton was in the Big East Championship. So I don't have Creighton winning. I have San Diego State because San Diego State has one of the best defenses in the country. They rank top five in opponent points per possession and opponent effective field goal percentage. And the runner-ups in the Mountain West, they're not great on offense, but I think their defense helps them win close games. This is going to be a close game. Creighton had a nice run to the Big East final, but they're a young team, and I don't think they're going to be able to pull out a close one against San Diego State. They'll move on to the second round. The 5v12 matchup is Iowa and Richmond in the Midwest. Richmond is a surprise tournament team because they won the Atlantic 10 as a six seed. That game is Thursday, 310 on True TV. Who you got? I had an upset and I had Richmond winning. Dang. I don't even know why, to be honest. I just, this is one of those where you just guess. It's just one of those March predictions. It is. And it doesn't make any sense because Iowa just won the Big Ten championship. They're top five in the country in turnovers and points per possession. The Hawkeyes are one of the hottest teams in the country. I think they'll zoom. But like you said, it's March, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything can happen. Yeah. So the 4v13 matchup is Providence and South Dakota State, Thursday, 1240, True TV. Who you got? I have South Dakota State for this one. South Dakota State has an extremely good offense, getting 86 points per game. This is a fact. And they don't have a bad defense. Like, it's an all right defense, and I think it will be enough to beat Providence. Plus, they're 30 and 4. And 18 and 0 in conference record. Mm-hmm. They have, yeah, they are on a 21 game winning streak. South Dakota State is, and I'm going to pick them to win too. That's a team a lot of people like from the Summit League. They shoot 45% from three, two. 45%. That's, that's insane. And Providence flamed out in their first game in the Big East tournament against Creighton. So I've got South Dakota State. Actually, the champions of the Summit League have won their last two first round games. So make it three. I got South Dakota State. Too many facts. So six v eleven, LSU and Iowa State Friday seven twenty on TBS. LSU is without their coach, aren't they? They fired Will Wade, their coach, after he violated NCAA regulations a couple years ago, and I guess it finally came down and he's out. So they have an interim coach. I still think LSU is going to win this game. Iowa State doesn't have the best offense. Yeah, and plus they're 7-11 in conference record. Were they an at-large bid? Yes, an 11 seed, so that was close. Yeah. And the thing, it, it, why it was close is because they were hot to begin the year. They've got a first-year head coach. They were hot. Like, they were in the NIT preseason tournament, like Virginia Tech was. We were like, oh, we're going to have to face Iowa State. But, of course, they lost to Memphis. That's blasphemy. Iowa State has struggled down the stretch. And so has LSU. LSU's now has their interim coach, Kevin Nickelberry. <laughs> I think LSU is going to win that game. Kevin yeah. Nickelberry. So the 3v14 matchup is Wisconsin and Colgate. Colgate is a familiar name in the tournament. That game is Friday at 9.50 on TBS. I have Colgate. Police. I heard they're also like heading into the tournament, a really hot team going 16 and two in conference. Yeah, I have an upset there. I do not because just two words are all I need to know about Wisconsin. Johnny, Johnny Davis. Davis. <laughs> when he is rolling, the Badgers win. When he's not, they lose. 
when he got injured in the last game of the season to Nebraska, they lost. When he struggled in the Big Ten tournament, they lost. I don't think he's going to struggle, though, and I think Wisconsin wins. The 7-10 matchup is USC and Miami Friday at 3-10 on True TV. I have Miami winning this game. Mm, I do, too. I feel like USC is a good team, but I feel like they've been losing a decent amount of games recently, especially to UCLA. I feel like both of the games I've seen USC, it's been against UCLA. And But yeah, they have some shooters. They have Mobley. They have a different Mobley from last year. They have Isaiah Mobley, not Evan yeah. Mobley in yeah. the NBA, his brother. Uh, Miami's got a bunch of shooting threats. That sounds bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, my they've got a three-guard trio. They've got Cameron McGusty, Charlie Moore, and Isaiah Wong. They average over 45 points a game. Yeah, when they're on, they're on. They'll, they'll let you know. And I've got Miami winning, too. I think US, USC is the better defensive team, but I don't think it's going to be enough. So I've got Miami. And then the final game in the Midwest in the first round is Auburn and Jacksonville State. Yeah, I have Auburn. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Jacksonville State didn't even win their conference tournament. It was Bellarmine, but they because Bellarmine is transitioning from D two to D one, so they yeah it was a stupid rule. But Auburn is going to win Friday at twelve forty on True TV. So now we've got the first round down. Let's go to the second round. First off is one v eight Kansas and San Diego State. That's going to be this weekend. Second round games are going to be played Saturday and Sunday. San Diego State's defense is, like, amazing, phenomenal. But so is Kansas's offense. Ochai Abaji is the guy to watch for. He leads the team in points and three-point percentage. The thing for the Aztecs is they're not very talented on offense, and Kansas's defense is better than San Diego State's offense. So I've got Kansas winning. Yeah, I have Kansas versus Creighton, but I still have Kansas winning. I mean, Abaji one of the best players in the country. Did you see that dunk he had against yes, I did. TCU? That was insane. Holy smokes. I didn't even know he had ups like that. And then I just see like a bunch of clips of him getting like alley-oops and stuff. What do you say? He's going to go off against, for me, Creighton. And they have a really good offense in general. So yeah, I think they'll roll past Creighton. All right. So then the next game, I've got Iowa and South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits going to be a popular upset pick of that first round and probably against Iowa too. You don't even have Iowa in this game, but the Hawkeyes are on fire in ESPN's power rankings. They rank first in the country in recent games. They're hot. They are also tops in the country and turnover percentage. South Dakota state can shoot the ball and possibly at a more successful rate than Iowa, but they also played in the summit league, not the big 10. Their defense, however, allows runs and I think Iowa can run all over them. So I think the Jackrabbits winning streak ends at 22. I've got Iowa. I have South Dakota state beating Richmond. Well, the Spires. I mean, come on. Yeah. South Dakota state's offense is insane. 45% from three. That tells you something. They are. And I think I, I think they got a bad matchup with Iowa because Iowa is really hot too. I mean, they just won the big tw- or big 10 tournament. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I still think South Dakota State's going to roll past Richmond. LSU and Wisconsin, 6v3 in the second round I've got. I don't think LSU stands much of a chance, though, if Johnny Davis is rolling for Wisconsin, and I think he does. LSU's got one of the best defenses in the country, but Wisconsin's second in turnover percentage. So I've got Wisconsin. I have LSU versus Colgate. Who? I went with Colgate. I think they're going to be the Cinderella this tournament and i think they're gonna be lsu <laughs> who doesn't have a coach because yeah. nickelberry nickelberry we get it because colgate has a good offense and they just won their conference and i think they're hot because they're 16 and 2 in the conference so yeah they're my sleeper all right and then the final second round matchup we've both got miami and auburn miami's had a wild year but a win against Auburn, I think, would be their best yet on a neutral floor. They beat Duke. I think a win against Auburn would be better. Even if their offense shows out as it has before, their defense is too much of a liability. So I think the Tigers bounce back from their SEC tournament loss in the first game to a and I've got Auburn. I have Miami winning this game. Goodness. <laughs> Auburn has been very cold recently. And I think that they're going to continue to be cold and lose to Miami. Who Again, they'll show you if they're on. Well, 
We'll see. All right. So the Sweet 16, Kansas and Iowa is who I have. Andrew, who do you have? I have Kansas and South Dakota State. Who you got winning? I have Kansas winning this game because, I mean, Kansas just won, won the Big 12 tournament. They've been, they were going against very hot teams, and Abaji is insane. And I think that their offenses will be a little too much for South Dakota's defense. Yeah, I've got Kansas, too, against Iowa. And I think if they play Iowa, or they play South Dakota State, too, those are two of the highest-scoring offenses in the country. Kansas, Iowa, and South Dakota State. But I think Kansas will do just enough to beat Iowa, but that should be a really good matchup. And the other Sweet 16 matchup I've got is Wisconsin and Auburn. I have a completely different one. I have Colgate and Miami. Oh, boy. 14 v. 10 in the Sweet 16. And I have Miami moving on to the Elite Eight. I don't think Colgate's going to be able to match Miami in pretty much any category. You've got Miami rolling. They did only lose to Duke by four in the ACC tournament. You've got Miami winning. I've got Wisconsin and Auburn, and I've got Auburn winning. Wisconsin, Johnny Davis. I don't think so. I like Auburn. I know you said Auburn's, you know, they're colder than they were at the beginning of the season. They are, but I like Bruce Pearl and the Tigers to go to the Elite Eight. So I've got Kansas and Auburn in the Elite Eight. And in that game, I've got Kansas. Uh, First off, Auburn, you said it's cold. Kansas is not. They are hot. Ochai David McCormick, all those guys. I've got Kansas to the final four. Who's your Elite Eight matchup? My Elite Eight matchup is Kansas versus Miami. And I have I have Kansas moving on. Okay, okay. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, oh my gosh, you cannot put Miami in the final four. Not funny. Yeah, Kansas is extremely hot right now. Just winning the Big 12 tournament. And I think their offense is going to be too much for Miami. So that's the Midwest. We are down. We've got three more games to pick. Are you ready, Andrew? The final four. Oh, boy. I'm ready. Nice. All right. Who who are your two final four games? I have Texas Tech and North Carolina. And I have Texas Tech going to the national championship. I think for some reason, I just have a feeling that UNC isn't going to shoot well against Texas Tech's defense. And I feel like. Texas Tech has a good enough offense to compete with UNC's. And if UNC isn't shooting, then all they have is Baycott, but he can only do so much for them, as you can tell from the ACC semifinal. So I have Texas Tech winning. So you got a three seed and an eight seed in there. And yeah, I agree. I don't think North Carolina, when they have, when they play really tough defenses, like in that Virginia Tech game, you know, they were unlucky too, but Virginia Tech's defense had turned it on. Yeah. And Texas Tech's defense is, I don't think, anything they've seen this year. So, yeah. But I have Duke and Murray State. Oh, the racers. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we're, we're going way back to the beginning of the podcast. I think Duke is going to go to the national championship game. I don't think, you know, Murray State is really hot. But I think that Duke's, you know, they're young guys. Williams, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Moore Jr., like, I think unlike, well, remember that team in 2019, Zion, RJ, Reddish, and that was before this podcast, but I picked them to go to the final that year and they blew a gasket because they were so young. But I think that this young team is, you know, they're going to continue to gain experience as they go through the tournament. I don't think they have that tough of a road to the final four. So I think it'll be decent for them. So I've got Duke beating Murray State. All right, Andrew, so your second Final Four. For my second Final Four, I have Arizona and Kansas. That's who I have. It's all true. Yeah, I have Arizona winning because, first of all, Arizona is getting 85 points per game, so they have a very good offense. And plus, I think they have a better defense than Kansas, so I think that Arizona is going to win this game. So I've got Arizona-Kansas. I do not have Arizona winning. I have Kansas winning. I've been high on Kansas. I thought a few weeks ago before they lost to Baylor, they were going to be my national champion. They lost to Baylor though. I was like, uh, I don't know, but yeah, mid mid season. I was, I was like kind of down on them, but yeah. And I don't think, I don't think they've, you know, digressed. 
I think they're they're going to continue to gain experience. They're better. They're a veteran team. David McCormick is a veteran player. Remy Martin is a transfer from Arizona State. He has not played very much this year. If they can get him going, that's the piece that puts it all together for Kansas, even with Ochai Abaji and all of them. So I've got Kansas beating Arizona in the final four. So that's our final four. We got one more game, the national championship. Big game alert. And I have Duke and Kansas. I'll pick this game first. This game will be Monday, April 5th. And the final four and the national championship are going to be on TBS, not CBS this year. So, all right. They know this is Coach K's final game. National championship. You can't go any further. So, like you said, the pressure is going to be on. Yes. Duke lost Coach K's final home game. Duke lost Coach K's final ACC tournament final game. That's impressive. Duke is going to lose Coach K's final tournament game in the national championship. I've got Kansas winning. I've got them winning 78 to 64. Like I said, Ochai David McCormick, and Remy Martin. Those guys will win Kansas. Bill Self, his second title as head coach of the Jayhawks. Well, we have a completely different national championship. For me, I have Texas Tech and Arizona. And Texas Tech has a very good defense. Probably one of the best in the country. Arizona's also got a good defense, but not as good as Texas Tech's. Texas Tech's only allowing 60 points a game in the Big 12, which is a very hard task to complete. And I still don't think that's going to be enough, though. I think Arizona is going to beat Texas Tech because Texas Tech, they have a really good defense, but their offense struggles a little bit. And Arizona has both a pretty good defense, but they have a really good offense. And 18-2 and two in conference, 31-3. and three. And what they're the hottest team in the country. So I have them winning. I have them beating Texas Tech 78 to 74. Thanks, goodness, that's over. So we both have one seeds winning the national championship. We just have different one seeds. All right. Well, there you go. The madness begins Tuesday, actually. So the madness has already begun when this podcast and the starts. NIT. And the NIT begins on Tuesday as well. If you're a Virginia fan, ho, 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 ho. ha ha loser. All right. So there we go. Andrew on the podcast for our March Madness bracket unveilings. You all now know who's going to be national champion. It's going to be Kansas. So put that on your brackets right now. Andrew doesn't think so. He thinks it's going to be yours. Nope. Now. No. Well, it's going to be Kansas. All right. The Madness does begin, though, on Thursday. The first round begins on Thursday. The madness. Oh my gosh. It's going to be incredible. This is one of the, this is one of the best weeks of the year, the beginning of the NCAA tournament and the NIT if you're in the net. So it's going to be awesome. So there we go. Andrew, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. We're wrapping up this episode of Zayder's Facts Podcast, episode 57. We don't have a new episode next week. We're off next week, but Xander's Facts returns March 30th. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we might talk about U.S. soccer because I have Andrew still on here. U.S. soccer World Cup qualifiers are coming up. They play at Mexico, at Costa Rica, and against Panama. And those are the final three games of World Cup qualifying. They're second right now, but Canada's a point above them. Mexico's a point below them. So they're right there. The U.S. is second. They need to get in top three to qualify for the World Cup. Fourth goes to the playoff, play-in against, I believe, New Zealand. They could beat New Zealand, but I wouldn't trust them. So what are you thinking about these World Cup qualifiers that are happening beginning next week? Stressful. If if the U.S. doesn't make a World Cup again, it's going to be so frustrating. And they've got tough games. This is their toughest window. Like they're home against Panama. They are at Mexico. They're at Costa Rica. They've never won in Costa Rica. Never. Never. Their men's team has never won in Costa Rica. That's impressive. Maybe we could change that. So probably talk about that and March Madness coming up. More picks. But remember, check out Xander's Weekend Facts, our newsletter. 
to stay informed on all the March Madness stuff. We're going to have an update this coming Sunday. That is our newsletter. Link is in this episode's description. Go check that out. And episode 58 is in two weeks. But thank you all for listening to Xander's Facts Podcast. If you liked all the facts that Andrew and I had on the podcast, all the bracket facts, remember to click the follow button on this podcast, download the podcast, download this episode, rate the podcast, review the podcast, and then go follow on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Xander's Facts. I think I posted like three new TikToks this week. I was on fire. So go look at the TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. Xander's Facts is on YouTube. You can listen with a nice background. Do that. And then tell all your friends, spread the facts, Xander's Facts podcast, and check out the link tree, which is linked in this episode's description for all the Xander's Facts links, including Xander's Facts personalized brackets. So you can fill out a bracket that's a Xander's Facts branded bracket. You should check that out on the Xander's Facts link tree, which you should go click right now in the episode description. You should do that. Check out YouTube and sign up for Xander's Weekend Facts. But that is it. That is a wrap on episode 56 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all with episode 58 in two weeks. That took forever.